Three companies, disrupting what you know about marketing and branding. Welcome to M Squared. Welcome back to another episode of M Squared. I'm your host, Dan Ryan. Uh, always with me, Mike Bloomfield, the Techie Geek. Hello. Anthony Rapp from PR Session. What's up? And our special guest today, Doreen Cugno, CEO and President of the St. George Theater. Thank Hello, you for joining Doreen. us. Thank you for having me. So, typically, we talk about building brands in a local market, but mm -hmm. it's been a while. Sometimes rap as a little rant and wants to get some things off his chest. So, before we dig in and talk about You're all the awesome things, things that are happening at the theater and beyond, what do you got? Now, how did I get lost on my How did you what? I'm always second. You got bumped ahead. It's because you weren't here last time. Is that why? I think it's because yeah, the last you episode last you recorded here, I was gone, right? You're gone. So today, so today you, you got put ahead of me. That's all right. Where was I? See, that's, right. that's not nice. Usually what? it goes. Did you record where I was in Miami? Doesn't matter. You might as well be in Miami where now. I no was. Cares. I think it was before you were in Disney. You were in Miami for Datto. Yeah. And then I think we recorded something in there. I, I, think got, you, I got skipped. It's fine. I'm okay with it. I watched the episode. You guys like it better without me. But anyway, today's Raps Rant, and this is something that came out of us being a part of that nonprofit Staten Island Conference last week. People's personal predilections versus platforms. Meaning... I got a lot of feedback when I got off that panel last week of people who, it wasn't a budget issue, wasn't a personal, it was, there was no issues related to people not using platforms and not using social media and not marketing outside of their own personal bias and or not wanting to use it because they didn't like it on a personal level. For example, TikTok. Yeah. A lot of people said, oh yeah, I just don't like TikTok. But that's where the attention is. Like, we don't like it. And I would say that, so you're not going to use it. No, I'm not going to use it. So the rant is really, how do we... Your businesses, your brands, you, you can't have a personal bias and not use a platform that's going to promote your brand. And it was well, interesting to hear people say that they were physically, literally not using it. Not you, the equation. You can ignore it, yeah. and then that's why you won't get business. And they'll be the first people to complain that they understand why their competitor is getting 50,000 views because they're afraid of it. A Panini Grill is a perfect example, right? The guy never jumped into it. Right. He only used it as a social outlet. And then... All of a sudden, he turned the camera on one day, and his business jumped. And that was it. And that was it. But if you're not in all of the most relevant places, you're relevant. It's part of the evolution of social media and where things are going. But I never they heard seem, people say it. I never heard them say it out relevant. loud. You know what I mean? It's like, They're this is where themselves. the eyeballs are. Yeah. And they would say, a couple of individuals, yeah. I'm not going to name who they were, they're like, oh, no, we know it's big right now. But we just don't like it. Or we think TikTok is run by communists. Or we think, what does that matter? Like, You know what, though? I say, just like for the St. George Theater, we, we are now on TikTok. We're growing our audience on TikTok, again, because you want to stay relevant. You, right. That's a big market out there for TikTok. Especially for you, it's all visual. It's, it's all, all visual. And, and, and for the theater, if I book shows that I only liked, we'd be out of business. You'd fire me. I'd say fire me. Right. You have to stay relevant. You have to go with the changes. We're working with more influencers now, too. That's a big thing for us, you know, to promoting shows. That's why you're here today. Platform agnostic. I'm going to have a t-shirt. Platform agnostic. <laughs> I like that. So the one thing that I'll hear, we sell TikTok opportunities, right? right. But the one thing that I hear, oh, I'm old school. I don't want that. I don't get it. Right. <laughs> but where I could see people not wanting to get as involved with TikTok is what we've said a couple times on the podcast is like, we're their guinea pigs. Yeah. We are TikTok's guinea pigs. We're the only country that is monetized. And they know that's because of our consumption rates and Americans overconsume on everything, right? So... They're watching our behaviors to see how they can make more money. 
and benefit themselves and take our information, take our data, take our personalities, and then replicate. But you know that. Most, most regular folks don't know that. You're smarter than the average bear. They're all doing that. Facebook's doing it, Twitter's doing it, or X, whatever the hell it is. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So in other words, just to hear someone say, and it doesn't have to be TikTok, it could be anything. Oh yeah, we know we could have a lot of success in Facebook because that's where our target demographic is, but I just don't like it. Yeah, and those are the same people though that'll say privacy. Right. But then they're on the, using their Siri, their Google Home, and I'm like, so you're concerned about privacy, but you're using all these tools that are tracking everything you do. Right. Like most people don't realize uh, you know, you have if you're logged into your Google account on your phone, you're tracking everywhere you go. If you right pull now. up like your timeline, you see everywhere you go. I personally love it because I can literally go and see everywhere I go. We use it within the organization. Because you don't go anywhere that interesting. That's true. That is 100% true. But these people are complaining about privacy and then using all these tools that are cutting into their privacy. And there is no privacy anymore. You just have to understand that. Right. People were worried that there was a certain virus going around that it was like with the vaccine when they were, were going to get a chip inserted in them. And if you're carrying a cell phone, <laughs> what, are you talking mm -hmm. about? what kind of conspiracy mm -hmm. theories? Well, 5G, right? The 5G towers were another big one. I'd sign up for the chip. I have the chip. What's the TikTok handle now for the theater? I'm not on it. <laughs> My staff is on yeah. it. So <laughs> you're asking the wrong person. Well, we'll get that up there. We'll get it. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Yeah, get it up there. Yeah. But to, segue, to segue into the conversation we want to have with you, you started it and then we got off track. But like you said, TikTok is relevant. You guys just started to branch out on it because you're very visual. It's mm -hmm. all of the, the sights, the sounds of everything that you're doing. So give us a little bit of background about you and about the theater. Okay. 20 years ago, the theater, we reopened it, right? Theater is now going on 95 years. So it was closed for 30 years, just about when, before we took over. Major restoration, we came in. It was the raccoons and the fleas and everything else, finding comfort, uh, except for humans. Uh, the, there was nothing on stage. The bathrooms, you couldn't even walk in the bathrooms. The, all the glass marquees in the front were down. Uh, we needed a new roof. We had to do an upgrade of electrical, plumbing. Sure. It was amazing. No seats in the building. And then we transformed it. You know, Year by year, we make our own little quantum leap. Look where we are now. It takes a village. The photos at the gala this year was like, if you saw, and even just the transformation you've made in the last five years yeah. is really incredible. But Interior the work. throwback photos of when they were first starting to get in right. there, it was a disaster. Right. Folding chairs. Yeah. My mom with the microphone. Gotta start, gotta start yeah. somewhere, though. Gotta start. And look where you are today. I know. And, and Perseverance. So and Perseverance. It's, it's amazing how many people, especially on Staten Island, still have never been there, haven't heard about it. I agree. That's and, and, I, and I was one of those. The first time I went was, I think, right when I first started the business, I think it was in America's Got Talent. I think you have America's yeah, Got did. Talent. Like, we did. And the national was, tour, yeah. And that was probably, I want to say, eight, nine years ago. And that was the first time I was yes. ever at the theater. And I just remember going to St. George. And then you walk into this beautiful place and you're like, wow. And then I think that same year, I want to say you had Kevin James, and we yeah. saw Kevin James, and then now I've been there yeah. 50 plus yeah. times, right. 60, right. and it's one of my favorite places to go. When I okay. love, you just got to get on my rock bands. There's <laughs> something for everybody there, right? There's right. family shows, there's kids yeah. shows, there's hip hop, there's comedy, there's there's the Blues Brothers, there's mm -hmm. different things. That blippy, right, blippy's don't you have Blippy coming? coming? Yeah. We have to get tickets. I got VIP right? tickets already. Took care we got to go. <laughs> you know what's amazing, though? Once we get people there, we start cultivating relationships to keep them, to get that loyal patron. So we got to get them there. The folks that haven't been there, years ago when my mom was alive, only in business, two or three years, I've never been there, she'd say, put, put, take a finger out, shame on you. 
And I say, Mom, stop. You can't do that. Now it's 20 years later. If people haven't that, I put my finger out. I say, <laughs> yeah, shame yeah. on you. You don't feel like you're in Manhattan, no. right? You don't feel like you're on Staten Island when you're here. It's a great alternative from going out in Manhattan to see a high-end show. We offer them here. That's, that's so prettier. that's what we love for yeah. a fraction of the price. I mean, too. We used to live in the Upper West. This is We used to go to the Beacon all the time. This is the St. George Theater is more beautiful, yeah, and especially now beautiful. with the restoration of the work that you've been doing. It's, I'd say, the prettiest theater in the city. It's beautiful, it and it's a great night out. You got yeah. Besso down the block. Right, so like whenever, right. shout out the Besso, my favorite, one of my favorite <laughs> restaurants is that on. It's we love it because when I know we're going to get to go to a show, I'm like yes. It's now I get to go these yes. amazing restaurants. It's the full the experience North. too, right? Yeah. It's not just the show. And I always say it's from the moment you step on High Street. We want to make sure everyone has a pleasant experience, easy to park, feel safe. It's well lit. You walk in the yep. red carpet. You're greeted by our staff. The whole works. It's not just about the show. It's the whole experience. Right. We partner with restaurants. Some of them offer discounts. You have to check it out. It's online. But it's the whole experience that you make for yourself. And we just want to continue with that. So that's some really cool work that's been done down there. Is the, the mosaic in the entryway recently. Yes. The detail that the restoration painters are putting in. And then you also have... You have the dome, right? Yeah. So it really started pre-COVID with this work, and it was like a three-phase plan, multi-million dollars, city, state, and federal grants, really spearheaded by our local politicians. So you have to thank all of them, really. But it began with the idea of bringing some of the inside elements outside so the pedestrians could see, wow, look how beautiful, and draw them in. Right? When we came into the picture, there was no marquee. The walls, when you walk in, were horrific. It was nondescript, so we changed that. We want to make it inviting. So the side walls, which is the mosaic design, is of the St. George Dragon, which is throughout the whole interior. Now you could really see it with the beautiful restoration. So we work with Cube Construction and Evergreen Architectural Arts. They are amazing. So Jeff Green, the owner of Evergreen Architectural Arts, he restores cathedrals and venues of our nature around the world global cool. but they're what a unique job oh. it's, it, it's amazing because well, even like i have a little is. part not of that but we help with the it right and yeah. even to the point of the access points they went and painted and so they blend right in yes. you can tell yes it's like nice. I, I walked in one day attention I'm like, to detail is i'm important. like my access point now looks like it's part of the wall yes exactly but the idea was bring some of the Inside elements, outside mosaics, absolutely beautiful. And then you walk in the front entrance lobby with Sonova. You'll see the carpeting is the original design from 1921. At nine, you walk in further, and you can see now all the murals and the beautiful ornate plaster is done over. The ceilings, which are so ornate and beautiful, all the chandeliers are being are restored. They're installing the rest of them, 27 more today. They were brought out to their shop, wow. and now they're being brought in. They are... I really think the chandeliers are the star of the show of this last phase. Wait till you see it. They're beautiful. And I think we have to get some photos because you were sharing some photos with us and make sure on the podcast. I'll put them yeah, up for people to see. Okay. I think yeah. that, for, especially for people having seen it, it's beautiful yeah. in there. Yeah. Now we talk about branding and you were talking about the dragon being throughout. Do you know why the dragon? No idea. St. George was the dragon slayer. Ah. I had no idea. He's been waiting, he's been waiting mm-hmm. the whole time to say that. You just right. found that out probably 10 minutes ago. He's been waiting minutes, so yeah. long to say that. That's interesting. That's when did you find that guy? Doreen texted uh, him at uh, 2.33 <laughs> this afternoon. No, I, would, I think, I don't know. I looked it that up. Is That's it. I wanted to know why St. George was called St. George. Right, he knows. And then it's throughout the whole building now. Inside, beautiful. now that we did the interior room, that was a five-month closure. 
originally they wanted to close for 10 months because you need a month to build, a month to take down the scaffolding. Right. I said, we can't close for five months. So months they had the double, yeah, yeah, we had double artists working in there to get the work done in five months. And, but the thing, too, about that is you, and we talk about the need to adapt, right? So you realized, okay, we had no choice. We had to close. They had a closed door, which is probably one of their usually busiest times. Right. And they pivoted, and they have the beautiful VG Lounge that opened last year, I believe. Yes. And you basically turned it into a cabaret to figure out how, all right, well, we need to keep people still coming in the building, yeah. still make money, and I hear nothing like but great things about what's going on there. And you pivoted. We did. Which many businesses would just throw their hands up, go, I'm closed for five months, and that's it. Right, and I'm out. Yeah, yeah, you have to stay relevant. We wanted to stay engaged with our patrons, so it's something we had to do. And originally, I only wanted to book maybe a dozen of them. I was on a roll. I booked 80 shows. Wow, that's great. <laughs> well, that means being well-received. Yeah. Right? So, good for you. She told her good. staff, we're booking 12, yeah. and then gives them the calendar. Wait, wait, what happened here? <laughs> Let's skip it over. What's, what's one of the most the beautiful parts of the theater is the VG Lounge, which was for a name for Vincent Crapuso, who's part of Mike Caridi and their family and their foundation. And it's the lounge is, is dynamite, too. And that was restored within the last... That we opened up last year, right. but it was actually restored during COVID when we were closed. And then we had to find the right time to reopen. Right. Yeah, thanks to Michael Caridi and his family. That was a major bill. That was a few hundred thousand dollars to get that done. And they paid 100% for that restoration to get it up and running. And the painting, the theater that's in there is really gorgeous. And it's yeah. Such a, it's like a cozy, cool spot, especially when there's a big show going on to be able to you feel special going down there. Yeah, you do. You Thank always you. feel special. I try. And if you're a member, you get free soger, you get... Free yes. popcorn, I think. Yeah. Yes, down there is free be beverages with the soda and the water, things like that. But sure, you alcoholic drink. I, I already yeah. joined something. Five hundred dollars. I don't know what it was. Yeah, there you go. Something. Yeah. All right, she didn't tell me how much it cost. That's easy. I got to be easy with that one. <laughs> the meet and greet with Blippi. The meet and greet with Blippi <laughs> is all I asked for. So if I got to join the VG, I'll join. Oh, there's the VG. a meet and greet with Blippi. There is yes. for me. Not yes. For you. Oh, I'll get you in. But it's not even Blippi though. Like, talk about a brand, right? He literally Blippi decided he's done enough. I'll just hire someone else to be Blippy and pay him. Right. So this is, I, was just, I, know. I was just saying, this is the third Blippy. Is because, it the third now? So mm -hmm. the guy that is on the YouTube videos now is, a, is the new Blippy. Yep. He was the performer in the show, in the touring show before mm -hmm. COVID. So now that he's making tons of money on YouTube as, as yeah. Blippy himself, yeah. they have this other guy, this third guy that's yeah. doing like their... Yeah. Oh, so while no. the guy's touring, there's still the guy on YouTube recording his episodes. Correct. I'm California. So I'm gonna I want to bring it back. Blues Clues did I want to bring it back to the St. George Theater. So I have yes. two questions. First is talk about the the brand as a nonprofit and how it's structured and how because a lot of people don't know or associate the theater with being a nonprofit. That's the first mm -hmm. question. Oh, they take yeah. it for granted. And then the second question is talk about being a brand that promotes other brands, right? Because in essence you're the vehicle, you're the conduit, right? So while you're promoting the St. George Theater as the premier spot to be, you're also worried that you got to sell out Blippi, right? Or you got to sell out whatever I'm looking at, the Christmas show or Nightmare Before Christmas. American Girl Live. American Girl Live. It's interesting, your position, because there aren't a lot of brands that have to work and play nicely and promote others. You could tackle the nonprofit one first, and then I'll go back to the other one. Okay, so we established a nonprofit organization because we knew when you look at the business model of a performing arts center, we wouldn't be able to accomplish what we wanted to right. within our mission, which is offering free educational programs to our community, giving out 
complimentary tickets to those in low-income housing, things like that. Those I love working with Project Hospitality and with the Seaman Society for foster care to give folks that really were not, do not have the access the opportunity to enjoy oh, the show. Good. That's very admirable. Yeah. It is, right. And then also to restore. We knew we needed millions. Right. So what people don't realize is that the model, the business model in this industry is that the artist will receive 85 to 90% of the gross box office receipts in our type theater. Right. We have to survive on that 10 to 15%. Which is wild. It yeah. is. I spend every penny carefully. Wild. I have and to concessions. say, I have it. And concessions. But how much can you make on popcorn? And, okay, and, and that's a great really, question right? because people think we probably make oodles, but we don't because... It's not like we have nine innings at a baseball game. It's most people, the doors open an hour before. Most people show up 20 minutes before the show starts. So you have 1,900 people that want to get a drink and a popcorn or something. We do it, but not everyone does. Then they stay in their seat for the majority of our shows. You just force everyone to doing intermission. Yeah. We try to force intermissions. We do. We really do because they do help. Because right, yeah, now they everyone do. gets up, stretches their legs, yeah. walk by. But there's still Some a food cost, an alcohol cost, a oh, labor cost. Absolutely, so absolutely. Like just, yeah, it's not 100% profit. $10 no. for popcorn. You're it's about 45%. Free. No, profit for us. Yeah, 40% about profit for us. But it's a nice perk. It's about adding that high-end service. So oh, we love I doing agree. it. And it is an income for us. But folks don't realize that. They don't realize what it costs to operate the theater and what goes to the artist. So that's why we... We had to set up a nonprofit because we knew we had to fundraise because we didn't want to just put in high-end shows. We wanted to have performances. We wanted to give access to local artists. That's why we have these cabaret series. And again, we wanted to offer educational program to to those that deserve it. So that's why we established the nonprofit, okay? And that's why we fundraise. And a lot of these projects, for example, the one we're doing right now, this $2.5 million project, it's over budget $200,000. But thanks to our strong fundraising efforts and the village and the committees that we build having you you guys involved we're able to save money and raise money to pay then the whole nut of these projects so it was it's very important to us to continue so i heard you say that bloomfield raised 2.5 million dollars for the theater that's what i heard you say is that true that's true it was our congresswoman nicole maliotakas and assemblyman mike cusack and charles Volt. Nice. yeah so, so that was the importance of we knew with our mission we had to operate as a nonprofit organization. But we really do work hard to bring a lot of shows in. It is bread and butter for us. Yeah. It is. But it's important that we have to fundraise to do all the extras. So now you fundraise, you build the infrastructure, you got a great team. I'm gonna I gotta learn how to become part of the team because it got me upset that you just pointed to both uh, You don't say it's when you, and I wasn't part of it. So. When you had geos, you don't Giovanni's and geos. I gave you don't need food. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I helped this boy. I'll get would more you involved like I'm gonna year. do it right now. Uh, Mike and Dan, would you like to be on our gala twenty twenty four gala? I thought it was already on. I guess we were kicked off and being reacted. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you were invited. Always. always happy to be you were kicked I'm off. Always happy. Right. We didn't do the but kickoff meeting. I don't want him on. I can't be on it. No, happy to be on it always. And you have a couple of different types of shows that are coming up, and and you have a a great line of comedians. Tracy Morgan's coming, but it's got to be really cool to see a hometown kid come back on stage, right? So Eric D'Alessandro is doing Christmas time. I think again. we have tickets. Yeah, yeah I remember. I want to go It's yeah. got to be cool to see yeah. you build up this yeah. gorgeous thing and then have yeah. a hometown kid on the yeah. stage, yeah. killing it. Yeah. He, so would you like to join our gala? Today? I'm in. I'm on it. Thank you. I'm here. That's great. How She's much, like, how I much does that now? just cost me? Ten thousand. Ten thousand. Yeah, whatever. Well, don't forget about VG. Mike has spent more of my money before. 
<laughs> All right, so that's out of the way. I just committed an ungodly amount of money to the St. Louis Theater, which is fine. It's not that much. Uh, <laughs> so now talk about the second component of the question. So now you have all these great shows like we're talking about. You have all these great performers, local kids, local people, big stars. So now how do you maintain the integrity of the St. George Theater brand while also trying to sell out shows? That is what's mm-hmm. putting money in the pocket of, of the business yeah, and keeping yeah. it going. For every show that you see here, we have a, a marketing plan, a detailed marketing plan, and we're going to spend our money, right. okay? And we're not just branding the theater, what we keep in mind. We're also, we are branding the show. Right. Okay? Yeah. And everyone is different. Every show it is different regarding the marketing plan and where we're, where we're going to spend it. I think the branding, though, is key. It's at the St. George Theater, right. 100%. So we try to keep all the advertising to a similar format and vision. So they resemble right away. They could see that logo pop out, and then they could see the show right next to it. And I ask him because it's if you're thinking about the world of digital marketing, and I know you guys use the advance and they do a great job, but mm-hmm. a general consumer, if you saw a, a, a pop-up or a Facebook ad or even an ad on SI Live for the Christmas show, and you don't have it tagged with St. George Theater, you could be going to Rockettes in Manhattan, you could be going to one in Jersey. So it's important that you keep the integrity of St. George there because... Someone may not click it if it was Manhattan, or someone That's may right. only click it if That's it was right. Manhattan. That's right. But the yeah. show itself has built its own brand, so people look forward to it. They anticipate yeah. it. They know. The Chris- Christmas show has grown beautifully. I have a quick story to say. When my mother was diagnosed with cancer, we knew she had about eight weeks to live. Okay, this was in August. No one knew. She says what? She didn't even know. She didn't even know how long she was going to live. She says, girls, come sit down in the kitchen. We're with the three of us. She starts crying. We're like, Mom, everything's going to be okay. You're going to be sipping pina coladas in a year from now. You always have to have a hold. And she starts crying. She says, no, I'm worried about the Christmas show. So now my sister and I start laughing. Are you crazy? What are you saying? Those are the priorities. Isn't that amazing? (laughs) You can see where her head was. From day one, part of our mission was putting on an affordable holiday show for everyone to enjoy. So you don't go to Radio City. It's $1,000 a pop. Okay? So to put on, we're not that show, though. We are not that show, though. We are a beautiful two-hour variety show that it's a great alternative from going to Manhattan to see any show. Right. And I've taken my daughter twice, and she loves it because you change it every We do. Year. We do. That's important. Yeah. yeah, little scenes. We have our famous, iconic scenes that will always stay, but we do change it up. We do. So getting back to that, I said, don't worry, Mom. I'll take over the Christmas show because she ran it. But I was always next to her. No, it's too much work. I was like, I'll do it. It's fine. She's like, all right, go get a notebook. Let's start now. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> the show like, has Ma, grown. At night. Don't worry, Let me tell you, we get 10,000 visitors a year. That's fantastic. The show has grown. It's 125 volunteers in the show. We pay the really? musicians and the, yeah, yeah. I yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yet when you look at our soloists, they are extremely talented. Wow. Yeah. It is a great show. You do have to take your son. He would love the show. Four I'll, years I'll old. Can you sing? Yeah. I can't sing. He would love it. I you can't will, sing. You will enjoy the show. I love yeah, it. The show's yeah. great. You will enjoy the show. Christmas is my life. My green lights are going up next week. When you drive through Annadale, Tingle and Great Hills. And you my see, lights are already up, just so you know. They're already in the towns. Uh, Not even Halloween yet. I did my Christmas shopping already. There you go. See? <laughs> December is such a busy month for me, so I have up. to plan ahead. The Christmas show has a brand in itself. It's great for Staten Islanders. It's, again, families make a day of it. They put brothers and sisters come together with all the cousins and things yeah. like that. And, again, it's a fraction of the cost, yet it is a high-quality show. And the kids from the dance school are in it, right? From all dance studios. Oh, yeah, great. so you're all dance studios, even though uh, our Richmondettes, they come from all dance studios. I like and, the Richmondettes. Yeah. And talk That's about, great. again, we'll go back to pivoting. Correct me if I'm wrong, 
Didn't you do the Christmas show on Zoom during COVID? Yes, and it's something I didn't want to do, but I felt, you know what, there was a, an importance for it. Sure. I didn't want people to forget and give them something to enjoy. Because at that time, well, it, was, it was a 21. You needed. December 21. 20. We were stuck 20. in our house. 20. We were stuck in our house. And it's amazing. From Joel Babula videoed it every year to put on CTV. So Ever. we had to enhance it. So Steve from Fuzz on the Leds, he did a beautiful job yes. with me. And then we put another scene together. I did have the chorus there, and we did another scene it was really nice. Did you see it online? Yeah, yeah. You, it looked good. Because if I remember correctly, you did the gala. Yes. And you also did the, yes. the Christmas show. Yes. And understanding pivot, right? right? When they would, you were affecting more than anybody, right? Twenty twenty. Closed for nineteen months. That's events. it. Yeah. But then, you, yeah, then when we reopened, it was with twenty five percent capacity, yeah. and you had to check for vaccine. You had to wear a mask. Right. They made it difficult. It was the same thing. I had a restaurant at that time as well. It was diff- you couldn't, okay. You couldn't do anything. Yeah. It yeah, was designed to fail. So it was like, like two years. Definitely tough for the restaurant. They could just put outside seating wherever they want. We didn't in do street that. blocks. We didn't do that. But I'm saying yeah. I understand the experience but you like, went through. Living your mom's mission, you gave people hope and something to look forward to. Like there was something. It was still like nine months in. It was still crummy. It, it was crummy for three years later. Yeah. It's still, there's still weird things that are happening out there. Yeah. Right? It's true, but that was something to look forward to. It was mm-hmm. a great show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You could watch it with your kids. Right. I really encourage everyone with families that if they want to do something really nice and special for the holidays, they could do something right here in Staten Island, and it's high quality, and it's affordable, and they can make it experience by going to a restaurant yeah. or going for brunch before or after. You'll feel like you're in, really in the holiday spirit, and that that's the one thing you do with the family. So I highly encourage everyone. But getting back to our shows and, and branding and marketing, we really take pride, and we really put a lot of thought into how we're going to brand the name and the show, something very important. Eventing subject should be here, and maybe another time, yeah. is buy beware how folks, when they Google St. George Theater and click the button, they're not going on the St. George Theater website. Uh, Ticketmaster. Third party. Ticket. No, not Ticketmaster. Stop Harbor. Thank you. Yeah. The third party ones. Oh, the third party. And then they yeah. get screwed. Well, they really do. They pay triple the amount, and they're not even getting the right seats. Uh, and we can't even help them. When I first started working with the theater, it was almost like nine years ago. And when I started here, one of the things that we observed, too, was that there was another company conquesting their ticket sales yeah so it was this company out of florida that was buying their name in oh. paid search yeah to try to get that third yeah. party sale yeah so that's yeah. why yeah. what you're saying especially the sponsored ads vet yeah. those out go to the organic go to the trusted yeah. one that's the actual what's theater. the website yeah. Doreen, so we have it clear so it's st george theater spelled r-e at the end dot com saint spelled out or no st george theater r-e dot com and it does say official next to it, so that helps you too. But it's amazing how folks really don't. It'll say St. George Theater Ticks. It'll say right. Tick St. George. When the, especially so. for the big ones. You know. Oh, yeah. You're looking for big ones. You just got to redirect it anyway. Yeah. But that's another stuff. That's a good venting. We try to educate our consumers about that. What's Patreon. next? What's coming up outside of the big shows? Coming so up? here we go. November 14th, we have the unveiling of the newly restored St. George Theater, 12 to 6. The next day, we have two school shows, Willy Wonka. Nice. Just about full, about 1,400 kids for each show. Wow. That Saturday, we have our freestyle show. That Sunday, we have the American Girl Live, national tour, great show. You bring your American Girl doll, your friends, you have fun. You can bring your doll. I have, I have a few. <laughs> I know. You girls. You got, yeah. girls have to have them. They have American dolls. Of course yeah. they do. Next weekend is Anthony Rodea. Uh, oh, he we, was we have he, flesh he was there last year, too. Yeah, it was great. It was great. I think our Italian club bought a bunch of tickets for that. They did. Yeah. We right. have you right up front. Yeah. Right of up front. Of course they did. Yeah. We have them on hold for you. Of course they did. <laughs> yes. Yes. Don't uh, be jealous because there are no Irish performers. There they are. They are. Yeah. Around St. Patrick's Day, they have Irish Bill Burke. Bartenders and... 
barmaids. I'm good with that, too. <laughs> then we have Nightmare Before Christmas movie, but we have the Flesh Junkies performing live, like a punk rock band coming, which is cool. really nice. So from now to the end of December, it's really fan based shows. Eric D'Alessandro coming back. We have Tracy Morgan coming back. It's a fundraiser for Staten Island University Hospital, which is nice. really nice. Matter of fact, Tracy Morgan donates his time for that show. Really? So 100% really? of the proceeds wow. really go that's to cool. the that's hospital. That's awesome. That is nice. Yeah. Who would they? Yeah. That's I have the great one with Howie Mandel. 20 years ago, I was like, we didn't have lights in the building, no seats, nothing. I booked Howie Mandel. Okay. My mother, who's Howie Mandel? I was like, ma, he's a big comedian. What's going to do well? Okay. So, no. I want you to book... Mickey Rooney. Okay. I was like, Mickey Rooney? He's I was like, Mom. Yeah, like I said, he was 100. Uh, <laughs> he was 100 back yeah. then. I was like, Mom, no. I was like, but it'll be the geriatric club. Everyone's yeah. going to come in with oxygen tanks. Yeah. After my mother passed away, I booked Mickey Rooney. We had him. And we sold the first floor. And it was great. We did. But now I'm like, all right, we have to give him a $10,000 deposit. We have nothing in the bank right now. We have no lights on stage. We have no seats. I was like, don't worry. We will in six months. So with the folding chairs and the generators, I actually used my credit card to take advance out wow. to pay the deposit. And my husband, thank God, he was so patient, no problem. Hopefully he brought enough seats. And he did, he was amazing. And I loved hearing the roar. So my mother's like, why do we have to pay him advance? What happens if he gets sick? Well, mom, he's fine. Yeah, he's, okay, not, he's not gonna get sick. <laughs> so tell us your most interesting story, whether it relates to booking talent, ascertaining talent, mm -hmm. or weird talent-related issue. Great story. story. Okay. I wanted to get Jerry Seinfeld. So I handled the booking and the marketing and advertising in the beginning when it first took over. I want Jerry Seinfeld. I called Jerry, Jerry Seinfeld. Okay. Why haven't you called I had Jerry a conversation. Seinfeld. I sent the pictures. We had him. So they said, don't call us back. <laughs> we'll call you. <laughs> Few years later, my assistant says, Jerry Seinfeld, Kevin from Jerry Seinfeld's touring is on the phone. I was like, oh my goodness. Today's the day. I'm like, hey, Kevin, what's up? How's it going? Good. Oh. Oh, okay. You have a date? Yeah, I have November 30th open. All right. Kevin, hold on one minute, please. This is me. Oh, my God! Oh, my God! Let me, let me, check, with, let me check with the booking department. Oh, my God! Oh, my God! My dream! I'm booking. Oh, my God! I had to do that. Sit down. All right, Kevin, what's the next step now? Yeah. And I'll never forget that moment. He has a great story. I'm going to continue with it. Uh, this happened now. He was supposed to perform, like, right after Sandy, okay? okay? Speak to Kevin, and we have to find a new date. In the meantime, Brian, your boss, Lee Lionel Chapman, asked me to be on a committee with three other people chairing it to raise millions of dollars to help the victims on Staten Island. I was like, okay. So I write to Jerry Seinfeld's manager, and I said, by any chance, if someone's willing to donate $1,000 to this organization to go directly to the victims, 100% of the proceeds, could they take a picture with Jerry that night? Right. So now this happened, I'm talking the week after Sandy. was still one still destroyed. Yeah. 20 minutes passed by, I didn't hear anything. Now it's like 10.30 at night. I'm like, I was too forward, I shouldn't have asked. <laughs> he called me at 10.30 at night, he said, I just got off the phone with Jerry. 100% of the proceeds will be donated to this organization, send me the info. Wow. $160,000, and he'll take pictures with whoever you want. Wow. 160000 every single penny of the revenue from that show went to this organization. That's great. That's, That's awesome. a good story. I, how come no one ever published that story? I tell people all the time, too. I know. That's great to hear about him, though, too. Isn't yeah. that awesome. nice? Isn't that great? Yeah. Another one, Louis C.K., then the owner of the agency called me the next day, says, hey, Louis C.K., he wants to do a benefit concert 
for Staten Island. I was like, that is so nice because someone just asked me to be on this group. I'm sharing it. And 100% of the proceeds are going to go directly to the victims. Send me information about how the procedure for that. And he said, he, let's do two shows, $50 a ticket, 7 and 10.30 show. Great. We put them on sale. That was 140000 But that night, wow. I go backstage. The first time he was there, we did not go back and say hello to the artist. A very few we do. We want to, you know, respect their privacy. That's not our style. So Louis said, okay, he wants to meet you, ladies. The way he say it with me. I was like, really? Like, all right, let's go back there. We go back, say hello. He said, hey, he like did a role reverse. Hey, I want to take a picture of you, ladies. It's yeah. great what you did. Yeah, so we became our friend. Now, that night, I walk in the dressing room. Hey, Serene, hi. And Luann wasn't with me at the time. And I remember looking over the couch. Someone was sitting there. I went, oh, my God. And I look back at Louis and say, thank you so much for being here. Donate 100% of your proceeds. Oh, my God, what a great person you are. Thank you so much. Oh, my God, I can't believe Even if we wanted to get you here, we couldn't get I've tried. I know. Now I'm, like, embarrassed in a way because I couldn't (laughs) take my eyes off this person in the couch. He's going to open up for me. Chris Rock. Oh. Are you kidding me? No. So don't tell anyone. I was like, I won't. So now the, the stage was pitch black. So what happened was, he goes, yeah, I called him last night. I was like, hey, what are you doing tomorrow? Let's right. go out. He goes, I can't. I'm doing a gig at the St. George. He goes, I'll open up for you. So he picked wow. him up. That's Is that awesome. amazing? And, and, none of the, and nobody knew. Because it wasn't on the bill. wasn't on the bill. <laughs> Curtain's pitch black. He goes to the mic. And all of a sudden, a big cone of light goes on him. People just scream. Yeah. Scream. That's crazy. So 300,000, nice? Seinfeld, Louis C.K., and Chris Rock. Mm-hmm. What did anybody else do? Wow. <laughs> what has, I did, did they just hey, dirty, I did my need, part. Some more. <laughs> I did my part. I did my part. That's awesome. I did my part. That's a great story. Isn't that a great story? Yeah. And we raised millions, and then there was a committee put together to help disperse the money, help, help pay for kitchens, like something really yeah. tangible, not just $50 gift cards. Because right. it was bad back then, you remember. You sure. all remember. Yeah. So I'm glad I could help in that way. And the comedians really helped. They're the ones that helped. That's you know, cool. That's one that thing. Great? It's amazing. We talk about community along with branding and everything that we're doing on the podcast all the time. And, and it's one of the focuses that we have. But we always talk about Staten Islanders coming together when things are bad here. Mm-hmm. But they never heard that. that. Having a Staten Islander be able to bring in outside talent and people to, to find goodness that and but, That's awesome. But they're New Yorkers. And New Yorkers stick together, right? You got that's Jerry Seinfeld, there's a New Yorker. You got yeah. Everyone thinks New Yorkers are evil. No. We come together in times in the Island. I together. think so. So New Yorkers are nice people. The people that come here with a chip on their shoulder, they feel they have to act a certain way, walk to the subway a certain way. They're not from New York. Right. And I say that from being from Chicago, going to college You definitely Brooklyn, have a chip on your shoulder. Yeah. Only around you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that was the one thing that I've always observed is that... He just always needs a way to let everyone know he's from Chicago. I'm every, from Chicago. Every and show. How's my head? Okay. Every show. Hey, yo. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we live in a great borough, a great community, yeah. and it takes a village to accomplish what we do. Yeah, no, definitely. It does. Someone posted on Facebook yesterday that, like, if you could, if you had all the money in the world and you could live anywhere, where would you live? And I thought about it. I still want to live here. I'd live here. I have a bigger house, but I'd live here. Just help more people. Yeah, I think a house just went money. for sale for $16 million. I'll take that house. Yeah. I find a house on the water too. You'd still have like your children's toys in every single room. Of that six <laughs> yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah house. because yeah. when your house gets they bigger, just they over. just take more room. Right, more things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so anyhow, Doreen, any last things you want to bring up or talk about the theater? I would love you, everyone, to just share by word of mouth the great program we have. Come see a show. 
our doors are open for Staten Island. The St. George Theater is your theater. But we do need people to walk in the doors. We do need people to buy tickets and to support a programming. Come see a show. It's a great place to be. And where can people learn more about you, buy tickets, the official box office, social media? Where are we going? Where are right. we directing them? Our actually box office is open if you wanted a call. And that's Tuesday to Friday, 12 to 5. Then online, St. George, St. George Theater, spelled com is our official website where you can learn all about our shows and the great programs we do and how we help the community. Yeah, thank you for coming down here. Great stories. Uh, always love talking and being part of the theater. One of the, one of the gems in New York City. So we appreciate it. And you and your sisters and everybody that puts their effort in and your board is tremendous. Uh, I'm not just saying that because... Brian. We do. We have a great board <laughs> led by. No, we have an amazing board. I thought you were on it. That's why I was like, we yeah, do. The board's fantastic. We do. Our board is amazing. Hair. It's led by Brian Leyline, and uh, I mean it. They are so instrumental in our success, as well as the committees that we form. Again, it takes a village. It really does. I'm part of it echoes. now. I'm in. You're part of the I village. See what it's cost, but that's I the name. That's the name <laughs> of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't even touch on my favorite part of the theater, which is all the, the bathrooms. <laughs> the renovation of the bathroom is fantastic, but the where the performers are back in the green room. Oh, our wall of fame! But everybody autographs the wall. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Everyone from Ringo Starr, you name it, Diana Ross. You have to be on committee to see Brett that. Michaels. I got to do something. That's right. That's, that's right. Fifteen thousand above. Twelve to oh wait, yeah, twelve to six on the fourteenth. Our open house. You're going backstage all over. For twenty thousand, you can I sign can your sign, name near Jerry Seinfeld. I'll sign my name. The more we Jerry's talk, the more wrap up. It just keeps costing me money. It's like I'm talking to my wife right now. I don't know what's going on. I'm confused. I'm getting mm. red. Hey, how Dorian Cugno, President and CEO, St. George Theater. Thank you for coming down. Thank you. Thank Mike you. Field. Anybody watching, don't forget to follow, subscribe, hit the like button. I like how Mike always does that. Hit the like button down there. We're M squared. And that's a wrap.